Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hello guys, it's just me quickly popping in before the actual episode starts to give a bit of a warning. We do talk about topics and themes involving depression and anxiety and it's not too intense but I do just want to warn anyone that if those are the sorts of topics that will trigger you or upset you that you might just want to proceed with caution or maybe miss this episode. All in all we had a lot of fun recording this and I hope you have a lot of fun listening. Thanks guys. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. We are here today with two very exciting guests who are giggling in front of me right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so looking forward to getting into some deep yarns both on this um, podcast and on theirs too. So very excited. Welcome Jess and Sav from Learnt My Lesson. Hi, thank you for having us. It's so weird hearing you be like, hi, welcome back to the One Up Project, because that's how we start every podcast episode. Yeah, Yeah, it's so funny, like, hearing it in person as well, Um, like, you guys in person and me in person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but... A lot of time listening to your voice through, through, like, headphones on your podcast, it's... Yeah. Even like last night when we first got to Auckland, we were talking to you and I was like, it's it's so weird hearing your voice, but seeing your face at the same yeah. time because yeah. like the voice is so familiar, but we've never actually met before. Yeah, exactly. No, so cool that you guys are here. So I'm really excited to get into it. I think what we're going to sort of chat about is just around the podcast, how it's been for you guys this year, why you started it. And then I'm really wanting to get into like the stigmas around mental health and your thoughts around that and why no one can speak openly about mental health issues and how you guys are combating that issue really. Yeah, I suppose, do you want to start with giving us a bit of an idea of how you are really at the moment? (laughs) Because that is exactly how Jess and Sav start all of their episodes and I'm an avid Learn My Lesson listener and follower. Um, So yeah, we're going to hear a bit about how they are really and if you want to hear about how I am really, you can tune into their episode. Absolutely. Sav, do you want to take it away? (laughs) I'm quite good at the moment, actually, which is not something I can say very often. Um, every often? Very often. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm doing quite well. I actually went to my first um, therapy session yesterday morning, yeah, which exciting. is exciting. Um, probably like three months ago, if you'd asked me if I would ever consider going to um, counselling or therapy, I would have been like, absolutely not, without even thinking about it. Three months ago, I actually did ask her if she'd ever consider going to therapy. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. <laughs> you didn't even, you did this look that was like, I knew you were going to try and like, just move away from the question to like, shut me up. But also like, the way your face looked, you were like, there's not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Oh, can we swear on your podcast? Of course. Okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be relaxed and candid. <laughs> Good. Um, we're having a drink right now now by the way as well yeah. oh yeah no. <laughs> at three in the afternoon yeah <laughs> this is yeah being recorded over at summer's bear it's sarah's <laughs> last day at pwc so we're celebrating. yeah <laughs> so last day at pwc and uh we're supposed to finish at five but here we are <laughs> working from home on the last day yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> not your typical last day no. oh yeah we're actually in auckland right now because we were meant to be going to a conference and yes. that got 
cancelled which is completely fine I think if this year has taught us anything it's how to roll with the punches and like make the yeah. most of any situation so we've had a great day mm. brunching and lunching with you like, yeah it's yeah. been so good and like an absolute classic that you come up for one conference and then like while you're on the flight it gets announced <laughs> that it's cancelled I know due but... to COVID and we've been so good up until now so yeah. whatever classic we're having yeah. a great weekend anyway sorry continue so therapy was good <laughs> yeah, good yes. good start no but I'm I am quite good at the moment which is a nice change mm. Mm. <laughs> um how are you really Jess uh pause for dramatic effect yeah um i'm doing all right i'm doing all right i have had a bit of a shambles of a year as i think a lot of people have um and i won't go like too far into it because i could honestly talk about (laughs) my anxiety all day at the moment but if you want to hear more go check out our learn my lesson episode specifically on our journey with anxiety this year Um, but yeah, this week has just been really hard because I think a lot of the time people talk a lot about how living with depression, it's often really hard to get out of bed and like find motivation to do anything. Um, but it's not really openly discussed a lot how living with anxiety, you can be bedridden as well because you're too overwhelmed to get out of bed and do stuff. And Mm -hmm. so this week I was really struggling with that. And then another fun part of anxiety is like when you're struggling to get out of bed and do stuff, you're really anxious about the fact that you feel so useless. So you're like, Oh, I'm so stupid for not being able to get up and like Mm. do these small things. And that just makes it worse. And so I'm super happy to be away. Like, I feel like I just needed a change. Yeah. Um, so I'm very, very happy to be here. And today, as I said, has been Wonderful. So I'm doing a lot better now, but yeah. it's been a, a mess of a week. It's a lot warmer in Auckland, which definitely makes both me and Jess very happy. Yeah. It's been freezing in Wellington, so it is such a nice change. We really do feel like we're on vacay. Yeah. It's, oh, I've loved it. I've been spending so much money, like when we've gone out for breakfast and lunch, money yeah. that I do not have. But yeah. I'm just like. Absolutely me either, but here we are. <laughs> Just living our best lives. But, you know, you've got to refresh and reset and, like, treat yourself at some point. You can't just keep holding yourself to this high standard of, you know, trying to be the best saver, best everything in your life. You've got to relax at some point. Exactly. And, like, as I said, today's been great. Although I got hit on this morning, which went really weird. eh? Sarah was so taken aback. (laughs) That was, honestly, I was shook at that whole situation. It was, yeah, we were like at a cafe and this guy who was serving us, like, I, I, I don't know how this even came about, but he started very blatantly flirting. Like, okay, yeah. I just want to say, like, before we even get into it, he bopped you on the head of the menu. <laughs> the menu. Okay, so wait. <laughs> so, like, like he, what? he was being very, like, quick-witted. Like, even I got flustered and I don't get flustered mm. very often because I just, like, couldn't come back with comebacks fast enough and I was like wow like get on him like I, I guess like mm. nothing that made me uncomfortable but it was just like oh taking it back and he comes back out and he's like trying to be all quick-witted and I don't know what made him do it but like he takes my <laughs> menu and he bobs me on the head and I just look at Sam and Sarah and I'm like I was like a deer in headlights. I was like, uh, what? And Sav didn't even see it because she was still in the process of ordering. And then he left and I was like, um, and Sarah was like, um, and Sav was like, what? And yeah. I was like, Sav, he just like bopped me on the head with my menu. And then, yeah, it was just, I, you know, I've been to that cafe so many times and have never had an experience like that. Yeah. And I was just, I just 
couldn't believe it. Like, literally, first experience in Auckland was that. But oh, anyway. it was so funny. But I think he was just trying to be flirty. And, like, afterwards, he definitely realized that he yeah. had fucked up. Like, he got very uncomfortable for the rest of the time. It was we one of those things where I could see, like, I could just see, what, like, when he came back the next time, um, he, you could see on his face, he was like, did I just bop her on the head with a menu yes I fucking did oh my god I can't believe I did that like I feel like that was his um internal monologue yeah times. definitely but, oh but, anyway that was interesting but um I thought it was hilarious yeah yeah anyway but, <laughs> I wonder how his mental health will be for the rest of the day after probably hating himself for doing that oh to be fair we've all like, okay, oh, yeah, like we've, I can't say we've all bopped someone on the head <laughs> but like we've all done stuff that afterwards yeah. we're like oh, why god. did I do yeah. that oh 100% like <laughs> me yeah. every day yeah oh, honestly but like with the most tiny things ever like the way yeah. you said something to someone or yeah. what you said and yeah that guy probably yeah. is in the same <laughs> same situation re- replaying that in his head like yeah. oh my god I bopped her on the head <laughs> and it's not even one of those things that you could kind of like like forget about like yeah. that is just stuck in my mind now that he bopped you on the head with the menu but you know what he <laughs> and you go to that um, cafe quite often don't you yeah. Yeah. Like, every time local. you see him you're gonna every be like I know I'm <laughs> just gonna think about that it's all I'm gonna think about but okay. no Anyway, oh, we won't hold it against the guy. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, um, let's get into what let my listeners, how it all started. Okay. Give me the story. I want to hear the full rundown. Do you want me to tell it? Yeah. Or like how it started? started? Yeah. Okay. So like the way that it originally came about, like I've kind of always known that I really wanted to do something to do with mental health awareness. Um, and specific, specific, <laughs> wow. Um, specifically mental health education. Uh, I just didn't really know where to start. And then two girls in Wellington started a podcast called The Oversharers. Massive shout out. It's absolutely incredible what they're doing. Um, and I reached out to them when I heard some of the episodes and was like, this is so freaking cool. Um, and I met up with Sarah, one of the girls who is a host. And like one of the first things she asked me, she's like, are you starting a podcast? And I was like, no, no. Like I just wanted to say hi and like say that what I think you're doing is awesome and mm. chat about it a bit more. Um, and afterwards, like left there. And like a week later, Sav and I were going up to Tauranga. And so we were flying up to Tauranga and on the flight, we were just talking about like our journey with mental health over the past few years. And we were kind of like, holy shit, this is the stuff I wish I'd heard while I was in high school. Like Mm. it would have been so beneficial for someone to turn and tell me like, you know, this is a great tool for when you're feeling anxious or like these behaviors are very common, like signs that you're having an anxious day or like these Mm. kind of emotions, they're actually like symptoms of your anxiety, not just like day-to-day life um and we were like why don't we start a podcast like who cares if we can help one person feel less alone in what they're going through with their mental health it will have been worth it yeah because I think when we got onto the topic of how mental health is talked about um yeah in high school it was just talked about like the very severe like clinical end of mental health so uh yeah clinical depression or clinical anxiety and it was always talked about like people you know may experience this it was never like you might experience this and yeah that whole extreme end of it it was like that whole in between like life kind of sucks when you're going through those like ages and stages sometimes and it is really normal to have low periods or anxious periods without it being a clinical like mental illness but you can mm. still be struggling with your mental health and like yeah. that's so important to talk about. 
Oh god, yeah. And and especially because like I'm so glad that going to therapy is becoming more normalized and like more people are open to it. However, I personally think that therapy should be something that you can do just to help yourself get to an even better place, not somewhere that you go where you're at rock bottom. Like yeah. I wish that people were better equipped with the tools to kind of like manage their mental health more generally and like yeah. understand when things are starting to get worse mm. as opposed to ignoring it and constantly just being like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Like like a preventative mm. over a treatment. I was just about oh. to say something we really believe in is that yeah. um we went to a talk um by oh, Tony Jorm, Anthony Jorm. Yeah. It was actually just after like we had flown back from Toronga after like brainstorming these ideas around starting a podcast and we we're going to this talk by this guy at the University of Otago School of Public Health in yep. Wellington. Um, and it was on prevention versus treatment when it comes to mental yeah. health education. And like, it's, yeah. It's solidified. To us, yeah, yeah. yeah it, we 100% believe it's so much more beneficial to be putting uh, a lot of like weight behind prevention and like education around mental health and all of that. Like obviously treatment is super important and there are some things that aren't preventable like yeah people go through experiences that do you know leave their mark but and you know therapy and stuff definitely has its place and so does medication but like overall there is a long way to go especially in New Zealand society where like even when we talk to a lot of adults like the amount of people who think that none of their friends experience mental illness where I'm like Look, I understand that to you, you probably look around your friend group as an adult and think, oh, I have a really healthy group of friends. No, I just think that none of them are comfortable talking to you about it. Mm. Like, the thing is, we know so many people that have lost their parents to suicide. And I'm Mm. like, you don't know that many people in, like, a small group of friends who've lost a parent to suicide when Mm. the generation above us has, in air quotation marks, like, not as much of an issue with mental illness. Mm. They do. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. I know, I, I, I think I quite distinctly remember my grand saying that like hardly anyone ever committed suicide in her day kind of thing. Mm. And I was yeah. like, way back when, when there was no social media and no like, you know, mm. and things like that were hushed and not talked about. Like, of course, you didn't yeah. know that this was happening, but it definitely was. Yeah. And, it, and it, yeah, as you said, it has just gotten worse with like yeah. the addition of social media. And, and we live in a very strange time between like this pandemic now and the yeah. housing crisis and a pretty intense job market to be entering. Like mm. there is so much going on and it's more yeah. important now than ever to be talking about the fact that it's very normal to have ups and downs. Because, like, life shouldn't be perfect all the time. Like, I read this book a few years ago and it just completely shifted my perspective because it was, like, we so often expect our life to be really, really good. And so when things go wrong, it completely shocks us and, like, knocks us to the ground because we feel like our reality has been shattered. Whereas in reality, you're meant to actually be at this kind of, like, medium Mm. stage and you have ups and you have downs. And if you can step back and go, like, going forward, I will have ups and I will have downs. When those downs come, you're a lot more ready for them. And, like, you Mm. can be like, okay, I just need a couple of days in bed as opposed to wow, what is wrong with me? Mm. I should be able to keep going. I should be able to do this. Like, mm. no, you shouldn't. Just do what you need to do. Mm. I think that, like, that is actually a really good perspective to have, that you should you should be sort of rolling in at this medium pace and you're always going to go, like, really high and you're also going to go really low and that's totally yeah. fine as well. And, yeah, you're totally right. Like, people of the generation above us, I suppose most of our parents will be boomers. And, mm. like, we just... I was speaking to someone about this yesterday. Like, the two generations, Gen Z, for one, and millennials, and mm. then boomers, are just, like, on different worlds. Like, yeah. they were raised completely differently. And I don't feel like there's been a time in history yet where two generations have been raised so completely so different. Yeah. 
like just insanely you mm. know just didn't grow up with any of the things we grew up with as being normal um yeah. and hopefully I feel into the future we will develop more tools so that when we have kids we'll know how to deal with these sorts of yeah. things because we've been the guinea pig generation exactly yeah. there's but, not yeah. gonna be well I don't imagine there's gonna be another advancement like there has been with like the technical technological advancement over the last 20 years even 10 years like it's developed so rapidly that yeah like you said there is such a big difference between our our generation and the generation before us but I just don't I mean you never know but I don't imagine that happening again like nothing like that I just everything would just get kind of taken further but yeah yeah taken further but like almost like at a slower pace whereas that was so quick and like so so rapid and so drastic but yeah yeah, definitely like I think like the conversations around mental health need to be opened and also (laughs) things like talking to someone like a professional needs to be normalized as if you would go to the doctor for a pain or a sore stomach or whatever but Mm. then on that same note it needs to be funded better like the thing Mm. is to get free funding like at our age like well, at our age now, we're starting to enter a time where, like, a lot of people will have jobs. But even then, you don't really have the disposable income to spend, you know, one or $200 on therapy each totally. week. But then you look at the free services available. Like, they've got a um, pilot program in Wellington at the moment run through the Ministry of Health. Peaky. And that's what both Sav and I go to. Um, and it's awesome. Like, my therapist is absolutely incredible. I wish I could keep seeing her forever. But basically, they offer you six sessions spaced two weeks apart um and often the wait list can be up to up to a couple of months for that mm. um and like the thing is at this stage like obviously as we said we'd love to change this but at this stage most of the time when people are seeking to start therapy it's not because they just want to make themselves more mentally healthy it's because they are at a place where they don't see themselves getting out of it yeah. without help and so to then be told that you have to wait two months to see someone that's not ideal like that mm. at, at all because like if this person is actively really really struggling and doesn't know where to go next like telling them they've got to wait two more months could only make things worse yeah completely and also the pushback of knowing that they're not a priority to be Mm -hmm. seen right now just adds to the whole mess rather than you know it's not they're not going to see it as oh well you've just got to wait for your turn it's going to be seen as well this is a sign that no one gives a shit yeah and it's just so hard because when we were in second year at this point I had um seen one therapist back in Wellington for a while when my anxiety had first got really bad and I'd found him just awesome like after trying a few different people oh also if you're wanting to go to therapy the first one won't always work out like it it, it's like a relationship like Mm. you do have to find someone that you have a good rapport with like you won't like gel with everyone and that's completely fine just please try and be brave enough to try someone else like if the first person Mm. doesn't work but yeah I found this guy who I worked really well with and I just remember one time like my anxiety got so bad like I hadn't slept in weeks that's such an issue for me oh my gosh but um Mm. I hadn't slept in weeks and I just got to this rock bottom place where like one day I literally called his office like the thing is like when people are looking for therapists like as I said like it's normally when things are really really bad and like in this case it was so bad and like luckily he was such a legend like he did actually call me back and like talk through things and like I think he could just tell that I was like not not okay at all but that's the exception you know what I mean like normally people in that position would call and they wouldn't have the luxury of getting called back because like also therapists they have a life as well like I was talking to my therapist and she was like we are getting overbooked like even going Mm. into Christmas they're just trying to squeeze in more patients here and there and it's like we have such a 
emotionally draining job like she loves it obviously but it's not a job that you want to be. it's like it's like nurses and doctors like they mm. shouldn't be overworked people because what they do is so important and mm. so valuable in society yeah i think there's a lot of problems to address when it comes to mental health in new zealand but like globally as well in terms of not only the resources but the attitudes surrounding it as well and with stigma, because it is still, regardless of how many people talk about it, there's still always going to be someone who pulls the dramatic card or mm-hmm. whatever. How have you seen that sort of stigma in your own lives and up here and like other people you've spoken to? I think something I'd love you to talk about is like your own reflections on yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I've struggled with my mental health since I was around 14. It's when I noticed my anxiety getting like a lot worse and like that was kind of the start of my experience with depression and because it was happening at such a developmental like age a lot of things were changing and so I didn't really have like a before and after I guess like a before I started struggling and after because my before was when I was young and changing so much and so it was just very normal to me like I did know it wasn't quite right but I was like you know, it's not that bad. Mm. And like, I definitely for ages, like the thought of going on medication was like, like ridiculous and like such a dramatic response to what I was experiencing. I was experiencing like, yeah, I don't know. It was just, I was like, it's fine. Like I'm not that bad. There's nothing wrong in my life was Mm. the other thing. The fact that I had a good life. I had, especially when I first started experiencing like, um, anxiety and depression I had both my parents my parents were together at that point I had three brothers who I really got along with I had friends I had like a privileged upbringing like there was literally like nothing wrong in my life and I was still feeling like all these sorts of ways and so I just like kind of pushed it aside and was like well, it's not that bad like I don't have anything to be sad about or to be anxious about and a lot of the time you were like I'm just shy oh yeah my anxiety I definitely wrote off is me just being a shy person. Like in high school, like I really didn't do a lot. Like when I look back at my high school experience, I went to school and like I would hang out with friends sometimes, but particularly towards year like 11, 12 and 13, like end of high school, I just started doing like less and less outside of school. And yeah, yeah. but I didn't really like notice, I guess, because it was like that gradual like development. Yeah, it, w- it literally wasn't until it was like third year when I was having like a really hard time with my mental health. And one day you came over um, during this period, like we've been best friends now for like five years and like we have both supported each other through some like pretty hard shit when it comes to our mental health. But I remember you came over and you started crying and I was like, what's wrong? You're like, well, I never thought that I had really like potentially been depressed, but I was reading back through my journals from high school. And when I read that now, I'm like, wow, like that looks like depression like maybe I wasn't just shy but like even like last week you were like you were like it's interesting going to therapy because like sometimes I still look at myself and think like I mean do I have depression do I really yeah Yeah, exactly whenever whenever I'm having like a a good day or a good couple of days or like feeling less anxious and less depressed I'm always like I don't, I'm, so, I'm so dramatic. I can't believe I'm booked in for therapy. Like, I, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even need it. Like, that's, I'm taking somebody else's spot that, like, definitely needs it because I don't because I don't have depression. It's fine. Yeah, and it's, like, it's so funny to see because you really are, like, 
Sav has depression. She's clinically diagnosed with depression. She is on medication. She goes to therapy. Like <laughs> she, she has had some really, really bad periods with it as well. And so it's so funny to see you still sometimes being like, oh, I'm so dramatic. Like, yeah. oh, who do I think I am? Pretending I have depression. Like, <laughs> as soon as she has like one good day, and I'm like, Sav, do not give up. Just you have one good day. Like, this is how we want all your days to be. We're still working towards it. Yeah. And for a long time, I, I was living life at a very, like, I would say below average Mm. um, level and then I'd sometimes have like worse periods and because I had those worse periods whenever I came back up to that like below average level I was always like oh yeah cool I'm I'm better now (laughs) yeah and so what was the time like do you remember uh, do you have a memory where you sort of made that distinction between this is how I am and now there's actually something going on here in terms of my mental health Mm. I think the distinction I mean like I've definitely seen it for a long time but it's always kind of something that I never really like actually faced like I was kind of aware it was a problem and definitely like not a normal level of like being down and you know like periods lasting long for quite a long time or being quite bad but it wasn't really until this year where I got really really low that I was like Actually, I read something in one of my journals. Whenever I start journaling, I do like a couple of entries and then I kind of like give up. Um, but I started writing a journal, uh, it would have been like October. When we just got back from overseas. No, we were just, oh, that last was year. like, yeah. yes, October last year. So we were just, it was in our last couple of weeks that I started it when we were still overseas, but pretty much heading home. And one of the things that I wrote was that while we were overseas, my mental health has been like the best and the worst that it's ever been. And I said like when I'm at home, it's usually like kind of somewhere in the middle and it just stays that like average. I don't really get like the highs, I get the lows. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I said, and I know when I go home, it'll go back to that. Like I won't have that up and then down. Um, And I said, what did I say? I was like, but I'm not. I'm not happy with that anymore. Like, yeah. You were like, I don't want to go back yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, mm. I was pretty much like, but that's not enough for me anymore. Like, it was quite confronting being in these, like, amazing countries and, like, knowing, like, in my head that it's a beautiful place and, like, that I love being there but not, like, feeling it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was when I, like, actually first, like, properly acknowledged it and then I didn't really deal with it because there was a lot of changes when, when I got home at to job search and then COVID. And so like all of that, mm. then I ended up in a really low period. And that's when Jess pushed me to go, <laughs> forced, uh, forced me <laughs> to go to the doctors and I um, went on medication and that really helped me. That was a really good decision for me. And yeah, ever since I started on that, it just gave me the space, the, energy I don't know like yeah enough of a boost enough of a boost to be able to work on myself so as much as like the medication has like changed my life a lot it was more that it allowed me to work on myself whereas I was in a place where I couldn't yeah and just on that note though like medication is something that we do talk about in a lot more detail on our podcast and the fact that it is often over prescribed and it's not for everyone and like something I touched on in our last anxiety update episode was that I was starting on medication and that I was very hesitant to talk about it just because with Mm. Sav it was very straight and narrow like she 
medication was the logical next step whereas for me I'm a lot more up and down like because of the fact that I'm anxious as opposed to having a lot of lows Mm. um and like for me personally the the medication I've started on hasn't been having the desired effect so like I'm still working on that so I just want to make that clear that we're not over here like yeah medication advocates and that's the the thing is like Mm. for me the levels worked really well the type of antidepressant that I went on was right for me and it's worked really well for me but Mm. there is a lot of adjusting changing your dose changing the medication that you're on like yeah it's not always like first time it's kind of like the same with like going to a therapist that you're not always gonna get and also for some people like for some people medication is the right next step and works really well but for some people therapy is a lot more beneficial for some people self-help techniques and like meditation are way more helpful than either of those so it's literally about like what works for you as opposed Mm, to one generalized like solution for everyone and like I said it's not like you take these take these pills and your life gets better like you just end up they just give you the ability to actually work on improving your life and you still have to actively work like it's not a magic pill yeah but um back to the question about the the the, um have we faced any people thinking we're like dramatic yeah even my mum is a bit she doesn't sometimes she doesn't even believe that you're like and you're like ah sorry mum I just never like told you about it I know and it's hard because like I I don't really want her to know because like it's not her fault and Mm. she will obviously like feel that and take that on a lot but like she definitely even before anything about me came out there when we've had conversations just around mental health she does say a few things that are pretty much like one time she was saying how she does feel really sorry for people with um disorders like bipolar or schizophrenia um because they're like horrendous and da-da. but then she was like but with you know like depression anxiety it was kind of like she didn't really uh, think you yeah, know yeah, she yeah. thought all these i think that's like, quite a common attitude as well yeah it's like they're not real like depression yeah. I mean sorry it's like more um, something that you can snap out of it as yeah. opposed to yeah. having like an illness but what they don't understand is like depression anxiety just sort of is an illness can yeah. be so debilitating and I think, mm-hmm. yeah and I also think um it's that whole thing of it being a spectrum so yes there's people that get anxious that don't have a mental illness yeah and people that get lows and that's part of life anxiety and like having low periods is a part of life for everyone mm. and I think because of that she finds it hard to see it being so bad that it actually is an illness. Yeah, yeah. Because for her, I don't think, or I don't imagine that she's ever experienced any of that to the extreme end. And it really is one of those things I feel, if you haven't been through it yourself... It is a hard concept to grasp. It's very hard to understand. Oh my gosh. very hard. Yeah, like I had a um, concussion at the start of last year, like a pretty bad one for like four or five months. Mm. Um, And that's kind of the easiest way for me to describe it. Like when I had my concussion, so frustrating because obviously no one else could see it. So even though I was sitting there unable to hold a conversation for more than 10 minutes, like without losing eye contact, losing my train of thought, forgetting what I was saying, for the other person talking to me, I completely understood the fact that they were confused by that. Because if you've never had a concussion, it's very hard to imagine that, you know, one day my brain worked very normally and then the next 
It just didn't. Mm. And it didn't for a long time. And it's the exact same with mental illness. Like, Mm. if you've never either experienced mental illness to some degree yourself or had someone really close to you experience it and be able to articulate what it's like, Mm. I completely understand how there's a lot of people who can't even imagine. Like, Mm. how can you just imagine? Like, if your brain just worked completely fine all the time. Like, I can't imagine having a brain that works fine all the time. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard to comprehend that. Yeah, sure. And so, for you, Jess for the same question as before to Sav, like when was the moment that you feel like you noticed a difference between you just feeling weird and crazy and blah, blah, blah. And then you yeah. actually thinking, oh, this actually isn't okay. It's really interesting because I have had like a serious journey with my anxiety. Like I've only really had one depressed period. So I wouldn't say I have depression. I say that I had like once yeah I had like something happen that just put me in quite like a low period I guess for a few months um but outside of that like I first sought help for my anxiety when I was in year 13 because it just got to this point where I was like noticing that things maybe weren't quite okay I don't even know what pushed me to go to a therapist actually but like proud of year 13 Jess for doing that um and I found that really helpful but I think my issue is that as much as I like hated it I would always think that I'd gotten in air quotation marks better yeah so then when things got hard again I'd feel so confronted and like just be kind of like I can't do this again like I can't start from the bottom and work my way up Mm. from there again and then in second year I like had another bad period with my anxiety and stopped sleeping and that was when I had to seek help again and then like the year after and then this year I definitely was very guilty of like we came back from traveling which was awesome I was like very healthy while we were overseas in terms of my mental health and then things got really bad again and this was the first time that I was really confronted with like okay I pretend that I'm so open about the fact that I have anxiety and like I live with it but I definitely like the moment I got hit with a bad period was like no like I was healed like I was cured I'm not starting again like I'm mm. not and like there was just one day where I just got on the floor I just lay on the floor had tears streaming down my face and I was yeah. like I feel like I'm back at rock bottom and it is exhausting trying to mm. crawl your way back up when you feel literally like too anxious to leave the house like often too anxious to get up and go and get like a plate of food mm. and I was just like I have been so and like something that Sab has been really trying to like make clear to me she's like you don't want to go back to where you were before this like Mm. bad period because like you are growing into a different person like this will make you stronger like you will reflect on this you will learn from it like just Mm. because it's hard doesn't mean that it's not gonna be worth it but yeah so that was like a few months ago now and so since then I've had like a lot of ups and downs but I'm trying to like come to terms with the fact that like I practice what I preach in terms of like Mm. being okay with the fact that there will be hard periods again but and that it's an ongoing journey you're never going to be your anxiety for someone like you who your anxiety wasn't really triggered by events I guess that you're not gonna be cured you're always gonna have to have those techniques and tools that you're learning in therapy to manage your anxiety yeah also back to what you said before about like the stigma around it just on the Mm. side note like I think that with us having a podcast we have been very lucky like everyone we've talked to has been so supportive and so incredible however I am definitely sure that there's people out there who think that I think about what we're doing and is like oh they're so dramatic like (laughs) look at them this but I think we just don't give a fuck about people that have shit to say like that because it's kind of just like you know wait what's the cringy saying like those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Like, anyone who actually, like, has an opinion that matters to us has literally just been, like, what you girls are doing is so 
special and like the amount of messages we've had of people yeah. being like in this episode you said this and I didn't realize anyone else felt that way mm. or like when you talk about this it makes me feel so much less alone because like I don't feel like I can talk to anyone else and we're like cool that's our job done like that's literally all we've ever wanted is for like one person to be like shit mm. like I'm not alone in this and like I I'm not weird for feeling this yeah. way like I'm not messed up like this is actually like it's okay yeah, because that was something else I was going to touch on was has sharing that sort of journey so openly because you guys are very vulnerable on the podcast. Has that, do you think, helped you to be able to share that publicly or do you think it's hindered you in any way? I've loved it. Yeah, I've loved it too. I think it helped me a lot mm. uh, because even to, like Jess was the only person that I talked to like about my mental health and quite often she still had to pry that out of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... Yeah, I think having the podcast where I was like, fuck it, it's, it's for a good cause. <laughs> it's a charity. People, <laughs> if people can, like, get anything out of the shit that I talk, then. <laughs> but also, like, yeah. the other thing was when we started out, it's so funny because so many people that knew you, if you'd said you were going, like, you were starting a podcast, they would have been like, what? Cause, like, My mum was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, from our conversations, like, I knew you had so much value to give and we have such different perspectives and opinions and experiences that us mm. together is, like, so valuable. And if you listen to Sab in the first episode versus her in, like, our most recent, the progress is mm. absolutely I insane. feel like I can even see the progress and I've just been like you know listening every week and <laughs> yeah. I think that the value in what you two do is around having those candid conversations mm. and like it's not very it's not like structured in the sense that you're like okay we're going to talk about this then the tools and the resources yeah. and that and that it's not like that it's very just you're explaining how you feel and then that in turn helps other people feel like they're not alone yeah. and like they're going through the, the same thing as someone else. So yeah. I think that's the value is in being so open, honest, candid and not casual because you're not making light of mental mm. health, but you're just being, I guess, genuine about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing that we find super, super important is that, and, and I don't want this to be interpreted the wrong way, but like the way that we view mental health and the way it's talked about in New Zealand society is obviously it's a very serious issue. However, we don't think it needs to be talked about seriously all the time. Like I yeah. understand that people might be immediately like resistant to that idea, but it's like what we're doing isn't working. Like us pretending that as Sab touched on earlier, there is healthy and then there is clinically diagnosed depression and anxiety. Yeah. That's not benefiting anyone because all those people who feel like they're in the middle are constantly like, oh, well, I feel shitty because I'm not healthy, mm. but I also feel shitty because I'm being so dramatic because I'm not clinically diagnosed mm, yeah. no you're mm. not like you're allowed to have these ups and downs and like you're allowed to just want to talk about it with your friends without it being like a I have to have yeah. to sit down and have a serious conversation with you about something like, and diagnosis and, or not you can still seek out professional help at yeah, any time yeah exactly and um I think for me like making light of when I'm feeling down or anxious like making a joke like and I I've a reasonably dark sense of humor like even I have to hold back a lot of things <laughs> probably can take it too far sometimes but like it is it it's something that makes me feel more like in control like it doesn't have power over me like mm, and yeah mm. so for me like yeah making light of those situations when it's appropriate is a helpful thing I it's think it's not saw, yeah sorry to cut you off but it's I think it's still something that either you or I don't know if it was on your podcast, but someone said instead of saying like 
I am depressed, you say, mm. I have depression. Mm. Yeah, that was something I learned in yeah. therapy. It's like a small part of you. Like, it's not who you are. Yeah, yeah. it's not your whole being, which I thought yeah. was, like, such a great way to look at it because so yeah. many people, you know, it's like, I am this, I am, but it's not you are, it's something. It's yeah. like, it's not you. It's yeah. on the surface It's so like when you, you break your leg, you don't go, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. It's like, like I, I have, have a broken, a broken leg. leg. It will heal. Like, we will get through it. Yeah, yeah. I got to look maybe, after it. Yeah, maybe you'll need rehab going yeah. forward. But, yeah. you know, the majority of it, you can heal. So Yeah, yeah. And mm. for me, that was so important because I think I did identify as my anxiety for a long time, even mm. when I thought I wasn't. And that was almost the most harmful time because a lot of my behaviors were really damaging and I took those on as being me and like I will carry them forever like over the years I have pushed so many people away I have self-sabotaged so many friendships because like Mm. in my head if I was having an anxious day I'd be like oh they don't like me anyway or like they're talking about me behind my back and then I'd treat them as if those things were true and obviously no one wants to be talking to someone who's got their wall up and is actively acting like they think they hate them kind of thing yeah um Whereas, like, when I could finally realize, like, actually, a lot of my behaviors and a lot of my also physical symptoms are exactly that, symptoms of my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And when I could identify the behaviors that I really like about myself and the things that I value and the ways that I act that are really special to me versus the ways that I act when I'm feeling really anxious, I was like, oh, wait, like, those, I don't have to identify as those. Like, I can work on changing those behaviors. I don't just have to be like, well, that's who I am. Take it or leave it. Like, It's not true because exactly I, right, if yeah. I don't like those about myself, then okay, great. I'm just going to work on getting on top of my anxiety and then these behaviors will slowly like subside. And like when I notice them arise again, I can do my tools and work through yeah. it. So Yeah. I love that so much. And this has been awesome. Yeah. We should <laughs> wrap up. <laughs> yeah. Check out the episode on our channel. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like to wrap up, like, I'd love to hear from each of you what your like message to people out there struggling is who don't feel comfortable to share it with anyone and are just sitting there like happy as Larry on the surface, but just really aren't on the inside. Like what would your message be to that person listening? I think mine would be um, like, don't beat yourself up for how you're feeling. Like everything that you're feeling and experiencing is so valid and like, don't let anyone tell you that you don't have it bad enough to be allowed to be sad or anxious or anything. And like, I know it's, scary but like if you can open up to anyone if there's anyone that you even think that you could potentially talk to and there's heaps of online um places you can go like um we we don't really use those though so i feel like oh yeah i don't use them yeah we don't find those helpful but like there is things but some people like that some people like would like to just talk to someone online yeah or you can text i think it's one seven three so we should really know that it's like youth line and And, like need to talk but um yeah those those yeah to be honest those aren't things that i've ever used or would ever consider using but Mm. they are great tools that are available if that's something you'd consider do you think like what are what are practical tools that you would use as has the best thing actually just been reaching out to a friend as opposed yeah. to a stranger or I think reaching yeah. out to a friend and I think I think learning that it's okay to feel the way I have like be felt kind to yourself past. yeah like because yeah for the longest time me just feeling like I didn't have any right to feel that way like there's nothing wrong in my life meant I didn't deal with anything whereas if you can look at it, look at it almost objectively and be like I, whether I have the right to or not, I am feeling this way and that's okay. And just trying to learn how to 
make yourself feel less shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, and, and also in terms of tools and techniques, like that's something we talk a lot more about on our podcast. So like, hate to plug it. However, like plug away. We, well, these two episodes that would really, like, I'm just cutting you off. <laughs> two episodes that we really, really like, I mean, listen to them oh, all. Yeah. Like, not to be biased, but I think they're great. Um, <laughs> the two episodes that we did with Kate Kevill from the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, it's under like LMLX. New Zealand Red Cross. 22 and 23. 20, so around there. But we did one on how to help yourself if you're struggling with your mental health and one yeah. on how to help someone you love if they're struggling with their mental health. Those two episodes are like, always have, always will be two that we are so incredibly proud of because yeah. the content is just stuff that we want everyone to hear because it's what I needed to hear when I first started struggling with my mental health. It's what everyone sure. needs to hear because everyone will know someone who's struggling with their mental health, whether they realize it or not. Yeah. So, yeah. So to have those, cause also because it never gets talked about, like not on purpose, but so many people, when someone's struggling and they come to them, they do not respond well in yeah, terms of they like, they don't know how to. Yeah. Like the amount of times I was struggling with my mental health and I'd try and talk to someone and get told like, Oh, how about you go for a run? Or like, mm. how about you do this? I'm like, okay, look, I'm not trying to get solutions. I just want you to, Listen, like, listen and like yeah. give me a hug and tell me that it's going to be okay and like that I'm okay yeah um yeah. so yeah that's probably my biggest recommendation is go listen to those two episodes because they capture a lot more than what we can yeah. say in a couple of minutes here a lot of the time when someone's coming to you with how they're feeling they don't want you to fix it for them yeah they just want support yeah and what would your message be, Jess, to people? That's, that's like it. Like, go listen to our episodes, honestly. Like, well, it, it's, it's just true because I feel like once I start, like, there's just too many things that I want to share and, like, too many things that I want to say. But, I mean, I guess building off what Sav said, just be kind to yourself. Like, it is something that I'm learning how to do now as well. And, like, often, like, it, it's ridiculous that so often we're our own worst critics. Like, you mm. look at a friend. And, and the thing is, I'm terrible at this. Like, I'll put my hands up now and say it. Like, I look at it. I, when Sav's struggling, I'm like let's get snacks, let's watch a movie, like have a day in bed, like don't worry about it. Whereas the moment I need to do that, I'm so hard on myself. And yeah. so like, yeah, literally just try and treat yourself as you treat a friend, which is so much easier said than done. But yeah, it's definitely my, my, my advice that I need to take myself. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Excellent. What a great episode. <laughs> Sorry, we've kind of just chatted the whole time. I like, know you guys did so well. I really enjoyed hearing that. So much value in, in there. And I mean, it's important to have these sort of conversations, regardless of if you get around to everybody facet of the fucking topic or not. <laughs> yeah. It's good to just open up the, the dialogue and I hope to continue these in future. So thank you so much, guys. Thanks thank you for having, having us. us. Oh, that was weirdly insane. <laughs> thank you for having us, Sarah. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> no yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.